Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco and today we have someone super special with the dopest fit uh, here at, in Mondo Fresco, Mondo and Friends history. We have actress, star of How I Met Your Father, Francia Raisa. How are you, Francia? I'm good, and I'm so happy you said I was the freshest top number one. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I did ask him to do that, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I got you. You're good. Thank you. It's Thank in the you. mail, right? Yeah, I just got yeah. the green light. <laughs> I just have Venmo and Zell too, okay? All right. Oh, thanks, now guys. he's being greedy. Más rápido, más rápido. Francia, how are you? It's been a while. It's been a long time. We were just trying to figure that out. It's been years. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. How about you? Great, great. Thank God. God yeah. is great. And, um, you know, we're here after many, many years. Uh, yeah. And I'm so happy for you, for Thank all you. the amazing things that, that are happening for you and that will come your way because of... You know, I, one, I know how talented, talented you are. Two, mm -hmm. I know how hardworking you are. <laughs> Thank you. It's I appreciate like it. It's like nonstop. And then, you know, um, you've been at it for a while. Mm -hmm. Since I was 16, I started. I want to take it back. Okay. Before you were even 16. Okay. When do you remember, like, that first glimpse of you wanting to, to be in, in the industry? Oh, wow. I was really little. Um, see, it was before 97. Um, I was watching telenovelas with my grandmother. And I loved watching novelas. I was such a novelera. And I remember telling my grandma, un dia yo voy a estar en la tele también, yo voy a hacer una novela. And that just stuck in my head. I was going to be an actress. I was going to be an actress. Yeah. And so um, years went by. Unfortunately, my grandmother passed away at 97, in, in 97. So she was in her 70s. But when I was 16 years old, I was a junior in high school and I was having a tough time socially in school. Yeah. Um, it didn't dawn on me until recently what that was exactly. You know, I went to, my elementary and middle school was predominantly Latino and Asian, like mm -hmm. Filipino, Pacific Islander, my bad. And when I got to high school, it was predominantly white. Um, and that's when the first time I saw like segregation between different races and cultures. Yeah. So I had a bit of a tough time adjusting porque nadie me lo explicó. Yeah. Um, and so I had a hard time making, you know, certain friends. There were things that my, I wish my parents taught me that I didn't know. So when I was 16, I decided not to uh, try out for the cheer squad. I had gotten kicked off this team my sophomore year of high school. I, was, I, I used to have a really weak immune system. I was really sick. I couldn't make it to practice. I had competition that weekend. I mean, I didn't really give an explanation. I totally understand. My, my mom was not about the cheer life because I had broken my arm the first year. Oh, man. So I got kicked off the squad, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I want to be an actress anyway. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So at 16, I started dancing at Millennium. Nice. And I was being approached by people like to backup dance, and I wasn't really aware of that world. And um, there was a friend who was hiring backup dancers. He's a rapper. He's actually one of uh, Bieber's choreographers now. He goes by Jay Blaze. Do you oh, know yeah. him? Yeah. Johnny. So I auditioned to be his backup dancer, and I got, the, I got the role, and so I got the part. I'm talking like an actor. So I'm backup <laughs> dancing, and then um, two of the girls I was backup dancing with, one of them had just walked in rehearsal, and she was like, I booked a guest star on Unfabulous with Emma Roberts. Yep. And I was like, how did you do that? 
And she said, I went to an audition. I said, what's an audition? I knew nothing. Yeah. I just knew, I put it out there, I'm doing this, how? And so she explained to me she has a manager and an agent. And I said, okay. Didn't know how forward this was at the time. And I said, can I meet your manager? I really want to be an actress. Yeah. And fortunately, they were sweet enough that they did introduce me. But in ese tiempo, at the same time, their manager was looking for a Latina actress that spoke Spanish. And wow. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so I met with her. She signed me right away. And I started auditioning. And what's ironic is my very first movie was Bring It On, a wow. cheerleading movie after right. I just got kicked off the squad. So that's how I started. That was my long-winded version. But I feel like, you know, everything you do in life, it prepares you for the next step, yeah. right? And even though it's like The Rock, right? Mm -hmm. He wanted to be a professional football player, yeah. didn't work out, and then, you know, he recently he was uh, doing intros at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that was wild. It, it's like full circle. Yeah. So, you know, for you, you're in the cheer squad and then you're like, ah, I don't want to do that anymore. But that cheerness, is that, is that a word? Uh -huh. Was already in, in, in you. So mm -hmm. when it came down to like, I'm sure auditioning, when you get in the part, like that, that played a role. I mean, I got really lucky in the beginning because my first few roles, I had the hidden talent for. As far as cheer, they really wanted a dancer. And I remember we had a dance audition and I was like, oh, I'm about to murder this. <laughs> it had nothing to do with cheer. Yeah. They're like, we need great dancers. So when that happened, I was like, it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I did um, a movie called The Cutting Edge and they needed someone who figure skated. And I used to figure skate when I was 11. I used to compete, actually. Loved it, but I didn't like waking up at four in the morning to go practice at five yeah. before school. It was just too much, and I wasn't that in love with it. Um, but I still had the skill. And ironically, I right before that audition, I'm telling you months before, I was like, I miss ice skating. So I just started taking lessons, just randomly. I bought some skates, and then months later, I got the audition. I was like, wow. wow. And that's actually what landed me the role. I wasn't the best actress in the beginning. I really wasn't. I didn't study the way that I do now. I didn't break down character. So they didn't want to give me the movie, Cutting Edge. They wanted someone else. They said she was a better actress, but I was the only one that could figure skate. So that's why I got the role. Wow. And that stuck with me. I said, I need to be good. I can't just fake it till I make it. That's what I've been doing. And now, I mean, thinking back on my life, manifestation is so real. That's what I did, is I put it out there, and nadie me puede decir que no. And um, so I, I've been, like you said, busting my ass ever since. During hiatuses, I go to, to acting class. I have not stopped learning. I'm always trying to find a way to make myself better. That's, that's key, yeah. is the fact that you continue to, to challenge yourself and, yeah. and, and to work on your craft. A lot of people, I mean, I, I know, I mean, in, in, in different um crafts yeah. but in the entertainment world once they're in the game they kind of just like eh, whatever yeah i don't i don't need to practice i don't need to 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 work on but it's 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 how you push yourself and i mean that's why the reason you're you're doing such amazing things so let's skip to where you you're you are now uh-huh on this hit show yeah how i met your father um how does that how does that come about Oh my gosh, it was such a wild ride thinking about my journey here. Also, the fact that I'm doing comedy, never in my life did I think that. I used to think comedy was the hardest thing in the world. And because I watched novelas, I'm thinking, drama. <laughs> Only drama. I'm thinking I'm going to be this great drama actress. And then when Gronish came about, mind you, I was scared. 
I was so scared. One, I'm 10 years older than the character. I was like, I can't look older. Um, but I really wanted to work on that show. And so I remember my first couple months on there, for especially first season, I'm freaking out. I'm a mess. I'm like, I don't know comedic timing. I don't know nothing. But apparently, I just had it naturally in me. Yeah. And then um, when How I Met Your Father came about, it was crazy. I, I got the audition. I read the first uh, scene. And I said, oh, I know this girl. I know her. I can play her. I hear my voice. No one else can do this. I see it clearly. And you know, I auditioned for that role for three months. Wow. Three months of heartache, of nerves, of having faith, of believing that it was going to come back to me because I knew that it was mine. Um, so it was, and it was around my 33rd birthday that I was auditioning. I was like, there's no way. It's my birthday and I'm not going to get this. Like, there's absolutely no way. And you know, the part went away for a second. Um, and I was like, no, they're coming back. And I was in Antigua. Um, celebrating my birthday and there was one evening where I let it go I just let it go and I said whatever happens happens yeah. I did what I could and I got the call the next day Wow yeah congratulations thank you so now I'm here and I'm like I still gotta work really hard I'm still I'm now I'm studying um, actors I've always been studying but now it's like I'm watching so much comedy I'm looking at stand-up I'm just studying the timing and jokes and just seeing what's going on and the humor around the world right now. When you start doing acting as, as, a, as a comedic actor, mm -hmm. um, how, how different is it from what you're, you're used to? Um, it, now I'm, I'm just trying to find the joke in everything. But you know what's crazy is what we find funny it's not, I don't want to say it's depressing, but like the more depressed, the more funny it is. <laughs> like think about all the memes that yeah. are popular, all yeah. the gifts that are popular. Like, you know, I the have some- The darker, the better. The like. darker, the funnier, because you're like, that is so true. Life yeah. is hard. And yeah. I think the secret yeah. is once you start making fun of life or you just laugh with it and you just take the punches because it happens and it comes and it honestly does shape you. You find the humor in all of it and that's where the comedy comes from. Yeah. Do you, when you're looking for a coach, mm -hmm. are you looking for a comedic coach or it just, just an acting coach? So I've had the same coach since I was 18 years old. Um, his name is Aaron Spicer. Aaron Spicer. You know Aaron? Yeah. yeah. I've that's worked amazing. with Aaron since I was 18. Wow. And um, he saw it in me when I first met him. And I remember he said to me, you have no idea what power you have. And when you figure it out, oh, it's going to be dangerous. And I'm like, yes, the way. What is he saying right yeah. now? Like, I don't know. I'm 18. <laughs> and I kept going to class. And he was really hard on me. But, you know, I guess most, most people would say hard. He's from New York. He just has a New York attitude. Yep. And if you don't get it, it's hard. Um, but he believed in me so much. And he pushed me. And I remember um, there were times where he'd be like, you're, you're good, but, like, you're not great. Or yeah. he'll say you're bookable, he's but that very, doesn't mean you're good. Cutthroat. Oh, like, he's so cutthroat. And yeah. I, I was like, I'm going to be great. Yeah. So I just kept going to class and kept going to class. And I remember when I got the audition for How I Met, it was the first time I didn't get coached. I always get coached. And I said, I know her so clearly. I don't want anyone to change my voice in this. So I did it by myself. And I remember I called my acting coach. I said, hey, I auditioned for this. I went through all this but I got the part Wow! and I explained to him, I was like, I know I didn't call you for coaching, 
but I just saw it so well. And, I'm, and I even mentioned to him how he said I was, I was bookable, but that didn't mean I was, I was good. He was like, Francia, you were always good, but you said you wanted to be the best. I was like, you, oh, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I got to know Aaron Spicer. Uh, I wasn't going to, to become an actor. I, uh -huh. was, I was going to just kind of break out of my shell and, and, you know, be better at what I do in front of a camera and things like that. And uh, they were obviously, we were doing a lot of um, like improv. Yeah, uh, a lot scene of, study. Yeah, like a lot of very deep, stuff like i have such a respect for for your craft thank you and it's hard I'll, it is very hard <laughs> a lot of people they just think you pretend uh, you know no. in front of a camera and you call it a day that's no you really case. you really have to dig into emotions that most humans do not want to deal with they don't deal with it we have to open pandora's box yeah we have to understand pain in a way that most people cannot handle it's no wonder that a lot of us are depressed and sad and you know because on top of the industry being so hard it's hard understanding these scripts and living it yeah i mean like uh some of the greatest actors what can i say like you know uh, rest in peace like philip seymour hoffman like he really got into it he fled your same thing it's you really get in there and, it, and it's tough to get out now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon. Verizon has partnered up with Oi Health to offer discounts and savings on telehealth services in tu idioma for customers and their families. And as you guys know, health, not just physical health, but mental health is very important. So for this next question, Francia, I want to highlight mental health in nuestra comunidad. What are you currently doing to take care of your mental health? Um, I do a lot of things. So journaling is a big part of my life. I started journaling probably a lot in 2014. And rather than telling the wrong ears what I'm feeling, mm. um, or I, I read a quote the other day, like, uh, be careful when you trust a friend with your secret, because that's a huge responsibility on them. Mm. And um, so I started journaling a lot. I go to therapy. I go to therapy once a week. Um, Dude, it's, you have to, have, have to. to. Um, and then I just make sure that I, especially ever since COVID, ever yeah. since I, I really understood that I need alone time. I need me time. Last week I told my team, I need a day off. I need just one day. Leave me the hell alone. I don't have to go to the beach. I, I just wanted a second to be in silence. And I feel so much better today. That yeah. was yesterday. I feel yeah. so much better today. So I'm just paying attention to more so what my body needs. Um, I know adrenaline really drives me, so I work out a lot, a lot. Um, but it just depends on my day. One thing that I'm starting to do more, and this was because of a friend of mine, we were walking our dogs, and she kept being like, oh, my God, look at that butterfly. Oh, my God, look at the trees. Oh, my God. And I've walked that same block for years. Never noticed it because I'm on my phone. Mm. And I said, Steph, I've never noticed these things. I'm always on my, on my phone. She goes, if the world is so beautiful, I used to do that. Just start looking up. <laughs> so simple so simple but yeah. it's so true yeah i uh i was in and this is not to to brag here guys but i was in hawaii this weekend <laughs> he was gonna find a way to bring it up <laughs> guys i was in hawaii right there's a reason why i'm bringing this up guys <laughs> Uh, it's not just a stunt, you know. Um, and 
in Francia, just just looking around, you know, the trees, the, the greenery, the the sun, the sunset, the water, the like the birds, like it's it's crazy how I, I went on a solo trip. Yeah. Oh, good. I went on a solo trip, oh, okay. and it was my first vacation solo trip. Wow. And it was it was beautiful. Um, you know, I I definitely would recommend it to anyone that can. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they you know you got to fly out. Just like go somewhere on your own and just like discover you know new things. Oh, it's it's such a soothing, refreshing. You gotta you gotta disconnect to reconnect. Yes, that it's absolutely true. And the fact that you're saying that you were walking and and you were, you know, missing things because you were on your um, phone. I mean, we're we're guilty of it. Yeah, like all of us. And mind you, if I was in Hawaii, I would have I would have looked around anyway. But sometimes we have to do that in our own home. Yes, that's the problem. We're yes. here, and especially in LA, I'm sure the minute you touch ground, you're like, hustle time, grind time. Oh my god! Right? The, the anxiety. minute the wheels touch, I'm like, <sighs> you're checking emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're checking emails, you're checking texts, you're checking your calendar. You're on the 405 going, all right, uh, what can I get accomplished today? I know I just got off a flight, but I have to do something. I hate it. I hate that feeling. And we have to learn how to even separate ourselves from that at home. Yeah, 1000%. I, I had a plan to, I landed at like 5 a.m. I thought when I land, I'm going to get ready and I'm going to head to the office. No, that couldn't happen. Yeah. My body was like, Calmate. You're tripping. Yeah. And my mind was on sleep mode. Like, yeah. it w I just wasn't ready. And like you said, we have to listen to, our, to body. our bodies. And that's something that I was, I was part of that, that culture that romanticized no days off. Yeah. For many, many years. Oh, yep. You know, hashtag no days off, like no days off. But that's not healthy at all. No, it's not. Your body needs to rest, or that's when you get. I'm um, sound like my mom right now. Si no te vas a enfermar. Descansa si no. Yeah. No, but it's true. Your body tells you, and if and sometimes your body forces you to stop. And I never want to get to that place ever again. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful thing. That's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, thank you for you sharing know, yours with too. Us. Yeah. Uh, you talked about. Uh, you know, misconceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier I was saying how I respect your craft. Yeah. What do you think is, is the biggest misconception of Francia? That I'm a good liar because I can act. Mm. Um, and that, I mean, lying and acting are two completely different things. The, the, way, the reason why I think I'm such a good actress is because I finally understood what the work is. You know what the work that Aaron is talking mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. Over COVID... I don't know. One day it clicked. I said, oh, I know. I get what he's saying now. And, you know, it's learning the character's background, their favorite color, their sexual orientation, everything. You're literally creating a human. Right. When I'm in my real life, how can I? I'm not lying. Like, yeah. I'm just this is how I am or this is what I do. And unfortunately, that happened to me a lot in dating. Uh, my ex-boyfriend used to say all the time, I never know when you're telling the truth because you're such a good actress. And I was like, wow, that's actually really offensive. And a compliment. No, it's not. How is it a compliment? He's, he's saying you're a great actress. It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I I, guess so. I can't, I'm, I'm playing myself here. Yeah. How can I lie about this? Yeah. These tears are not because I'm good at crying. Like they're, I'm in pain right now yeah. and you're blaming acting. So I, there's a huge misconception that actors are really good liars. Um, also, the acting is easy. It's not easy. Like, you took class. Right. It's not easy to read that, 
and then put it on camera and then having a hundred people watching you mm -hmm. because you know on on tv you're just seeing the people in the scene but behind the scenes it's hair makeup the entire crew what especially now with covid um cameras that are streaming to the studio streaming to the network like it's it's hard and it's a lot of a lot of pressure yeah what's your favorite thing about what you do for a living creating now it's creating the character and my favorite part is when i know i did well or i landed a joke yeah. or my scene just killed and no one has to say it to me if i feel it that's my favorite part right um, and you know, being able to like when I read Valentina, being able to see the character clearly, that's my favorite part. That's when I'm having fun. When I'm still trying to figure it out or I don't get it, it's it's not fun. And now at at this point in my life, I'll turn it down. If I don't connect with the character and I say, and I think of someone else that'll play it better, I'm like I'm not even gonna go for it because it's not worth it. I don't care how big the project is, or maybe just to meet them, I'll I'll, I'll do it. But it, if it's not there, it's not there. Did that take some time for you to, to turn things down or, or to say no? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I was, again, in that mentality of saying yes to everything and always working and what if this and what if that? And I'm really trying not to live in fear. Now I'm in a more confident place where I'm trusting myself. I'm yeah. trusting my craft. I'm trusting that I have a better idea of what I'm doing. I can't say it completely no because, you know, we're always learning. Right. But, um, yeah, to say no to things, to say no to money, you're like, all right. Where do you think that comes from? Because I think it's, it's in us for us to say yes, yes to everything and fear. yes yes to work and yes to... Fear. Fear. Fear of not working, fear of not making it, fear of something else not coming, fear of having downtime. I think it all stems from fear, and that happens a lot in this industry. Yeah. We're always scared that this is the last thing. Like, it's crossed my mind, like, what if I can't book anything after How I Met Your Father? But... Honestly, the more we manifest and the more that we're confident in ourselves, the more things yeah. just come. We have to have an open heart to receiving because when we're scared, we don't receive and then everything just goes away. Mm. We're not hearing our internal self telling us which way to move and maneuver because we're, we're there, but fear kind of overpowers all of that a lot of the time. You've been in this industry for, mm -hmm. for many, many years. Uh, you're very well respected. Thank you. Um, today what would you say that you've you've learned and what advice would you give to to someone uh, who's starting up wow i've learned a lot in this business i think one of the main things was what i was just talking about is fear um rejection's gonna happen yeah. you're never gonna be best friends with it but learn to get along with re rejection it'll make things a lot easier and i think for anyone starting understanding that when you walk in a room for an audition everyone actually does want you to win. They want you to do well. They want to see good work. And if it's not there, it's, it's, nothing, it's nothing personal. And it, honestly, it does come down sometimes to a look thing. Like, right. especially when they're trying to cast a family, you might read really well, but if you don't look the part, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And that was one of the hardest things that I had to learn. And then when that certain projects I didn't get, and then I watched it, I was like, all right, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So you know, don't take anything personal, work at your craft, work really hard and just have an open heart of what's going to come in. And as far as saying yes to things, I know there's, I know, I think didn't Shonda Rhimes write a book about saying yes to everything. I think mm -hmm. that's important at first. Yeah. And then I think it's also important to understand boundaries Yeah. and have a clear plan of where you're trying to go 
once you have that clear plan, it's easier for you to steer away from the things that don't align with that plan. When before all of that, all of this, um, you know, the work before you landing auditions before yeah. way before how I met your father, um, you know, you growing up, uh, you grew up in the valley, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, family is Hondureño and Mexican. Mexicana, mm -hmm. right? And uh, at that point, when you tell your parents that you want to go into acting, is there is there any no, no, hagas eso, or... Not at all. Do it. Not at all. I mean, because I'd been talking about it since I was a little girl, so it wasn't a surprise to my family. Um, it was like, oh, okay, well, now she's going for it. A ver, and here's the thing. Ever since I was little, my parents will say, I've always been independent. I couldn't wait to be an adult. I was always like, soy una adulta, trátame como una mujer grande. Like, and I was 12 years old. <laughs> right, right, Or like right. 13. I'm a teenager now, 12, okay? 12 going on oh, 21. I, I, that was me. Yeah. So when I started auditioning at 16, I had a license. I was like, they didn't even offer to take me to auditions. They were like, who do we sign guardianship to? Like, they have two other kids. My dad was always busy. My mom had the two other girls to worry about who are younger than me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have a guardian. That's fine. Sign this paper. And I just went off. I just went off and I started auditioning. And I would tell them, oh, I'm going to do this. My first job was a music video with Lil Romeo, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my I very know first that. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go do this music video. Okay, I have to go do this commercial. And I really was figuring it out by myself. And I was still in school. And um, even though they signed my permission slip to work, it started becoming a problem because mm. I was absent too much. I was doing more modeling print jobs and commercials than anything. Um, but yeah, no, they were like, okay. And then when I said I booked a movie, they're like, all right, can we come visit you? Like, it wasn't <laughs> like a thing. Like, they just weren't surprised. Yeah. And now, obviously, they're happy. And when the billboard came out, I mean, it, that was my first one. I wow. mean, my family was like, "Congrats, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, your pops, mm -hmm. I was telling the guys earlier, um, you know, a very famous, legendary yeah. broadcaster uh, based out of Los Angeles, but, you know, pretty much all around the world known. Mm -hmm. um, I personally grew up, you know, listening to, to your pops. Was it ever a thought for you to, to get into broadcasting? No, because my dad did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, I deserve to be in front of the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it was because dad was doing it. I was, and I saw how early he was waking up because he would get up at 3 a.m. for yeah. 5 a.m. I was like, hell no. And then on Saturdays, I actually started going with him. It was 6 to 10 on Saturdays. And it's hard. I, much respect to you. Yeah. Because improving for all those hours, it's a talent. Like acting's hard, but por lo menos we have a script and we have stuff to work with and rehearse before. Like you have to do stuff on the fly. And then when things go wrong, or maybe you have a guest that says something that like took a curve. You're like, okay, you just have to fix it on right. on the fly. So no, I didn't. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, you, you know I, what I recall. Uh, your dad would have skits. Your yeah. dad would have. He was acting. He, the radio is known as the theater of the mind, right? Yeah. So it, it was. It was in you. Your dad, by the way, El Cucuy. Yeah, El Cucuy right? de la mañana. Shout out to to. Uh, El señor Renan. Renan Almendares Cuello, el cucuy de la mañana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was he was acting. Yeah. Behind the mic, and I, I, maybe it was just it was it was in you. I mean, I'll be honest with you. My mom said this the other day. She's like, "Pues te salió algo bueno del cucuy," and I, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I guess it was in me, you yeah. know. And I yeah. know that he was really good with voiceover mm -hmm. and coming up with different voices. So I've been playing comedy. Oh, com yeah, the comedy, I couldn't. And I remember my dad, 
he would always get um, comedy books, like the little caricaturas in yeah. Spanish. Yeah. And he would spend hours and hours in the bathroom just reading that. He was hiding the fact that he was hiding cigarettes. I mean, smoking cigarettes. But he would spend hours in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, that's why he did it. And now I'm starting to understand it. And I'm kind of starting to follow his formula of what he did. And it works. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, I want you to know that you are very important to the Latinx culture. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, representation is, is so important. Do you ever think about the role that you're playing, not just on screen, but like off the off screen as well? Um, you're a, a huge role model to to Latinos, to Latinas, you know, everywhere. Um, I just started to recently. I didn't see myself as that before at all. I think I was in such a hustle mind trying to make it and trying to have a name for myself that I did not think about any of that off camera. And mind you, I grew up in this industry at around a time that social media didn't exist yet. Um, I think Instagram came about right when my first show was ending and I still really didn't understand. I was like, what's Twitter? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so I, when I got on Grownish, uh, Yara had an event. It was 18 by 18, I think it's called. And it was basically encouraging 18 year olds to register to vote. She had a dinner and I met a woman there. And uh, she said to me, she's like, you're really important to Latinx people. I said, huh? And she, started, she said the same thing to me, and it never dawned on me, ever, I, I, that people were watching me. And I remember uh, Diane Guerrero, the first time I met her, she was like, dude, I watched you growing up, and I knew because I saw you that I could potentially do this. So thank wow. you. And I was like, really? Well, girl, you're working more than me now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it roughly around the same age, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we I, are. But that I was, think is crazy yeah, how like, people uh, say, "Oh, I grew up watching you." you that, like, that tripped me out because I was we were at a America's house, and I was thinking that about America, like, "Oh, gotta kick it up" was my thing. And then I'm having people tell me that that I admire. I was like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." I didn't know I was there, and then that it's getting there even more. So I've now that's in the back of my mind, and that's all I think about now. Well, just like my dad, thinking about my comunidad, how can I help? How can I represent more? And because I'm so self-conscious of it off camera now, yeah. that's why I'm also why I'm a lot more conscious of what I choose on camera. I love that. Yeah. Not only are you uh, a representation, a great one, but you also represent it very well. Like you were, you were saying how you're very mindful of it now mm -hmm. um, as to what, you know, your role is going to be, what you're, um, what your character is going to be like, because sometimes we do get representation on screen, yep. but it's not the right representation. Right. Right. Just because, you know, you're of Latinx descent and you're on screen, it doesn't mean that it's a good representation because there's a lot of stereotypical mm -hmm. characters. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that you are, you're, the characters that you're doing, <laughs> that, you're, that you're a part of, yeah. that's been... not the case. No, and I've gotten really, I mean, I want to say that in the beginning, I just got really blessed and lucky early on. And now I'm just a lot more self-conscious of it. And again, like that, those blessings are just, they just keep going. There are some roles that I'm not proud of. There are some jobs that I'm like, ooh, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. But we all have them. Right. You know, we all have to pay our bills. But now, um, thankfully, I'm in a position where I can be a little more picky. And even if there's a role that I'm like, I want to do this but I'm gonna talk to them about this one thing. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about people being a lot more open 
and us unlearning so much is there's so much more of an understanding and open-mindedness when it comes to it, uh, which is nice because before it could have been a fight, um, and now it's not so much. It's it's people really wanting to, to learn. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Is there something that you're also passionate about aside from acting that you want to do here in, in the coming future? Um. Yeah, uh, I guess in high school, I didn't know this, but I used to write a lot. I stopped writing. I don't know why. And that's been coming up a lot in my wants and needs in my body. I was, I've been waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I write somewhere, have a pen and paper. That's where, you know, you get creative. So I've been writing a lot in my journal, but there are a lot of ideas. And I'm just trying to create, figure out how to do that in the future, but writing is another passion that came about you said you wake up at, at three o'clock in the morning oh i have insomnia yeah so it's oh, so not a preference you're just not like oh, three oh o'clock no, in the no, morning. no 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 let me write no okay. mi cuerpo se levanta. no i get upset <laughs> i'm upset um I, the insomnia started last summer and uh now before i was like just upset about it and i talked to our director pamela fryman about it because she has it really bad and she's like start writing and i said okay so i've been writing um this morning it was 5.30. It's between 3 and 5 that I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> sounds like a good time. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. But still, even at 7 in the morning, I'm like, ding! Because sometimes I'll force myself back to sleep, but my body goes off before the, before yeah. the alarm every day. It's so annoying. What, yeah, what's, 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 your, what's your schedule like now? I mean, like waking up around 7, going to sleep at? Oh, I get sleepy at 9.30. At 9.30, I get sleepy. I'd like to be in bed by 10.30, but if I'm out at 9, I'm like, yo, guys, I can't. And now if people invite me out and they're like, all right, the, I, the party starts at 10, I'm like, whoo, <laughs> Wow, you guys, yeah. you're, you're really pushing it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday, I know, but oh, okay. All right, uh, give me a Celsius. I was just telling your team before you got here, um, I told them, man, it's been a while since I've seen Francia. Uh-huh. Um, we would see each other, run into each other, like, at events Party. and at parties. <laughs> like, you know, I said, if she doesn't remember, that means she was having a great time. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but, I, don't re I don't remember the events. Yeah, but yeah. obviously, I've met you so many times. But, yeah, I, I, I was pretty plastered every time we uh, hung out. <laughs> it was a great time, every time. Yeah, I used to drink a lot. I mean, I was so sheltered growing up. Like, my dad didn't let us do anything. Like, he was very strict with us. And, like, it's not like they really introduced us to alcohol like that. I turned 21, and I went to the wall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Vodka and I, whew, we were best friends BFFs. at one point. <laughs> but, yeah, now I've, I've calmed down a lot. Now I can't even do it. Yeah, no, but you're right about, like, the if the party starts late. Do you remember pre-gaming at 1030, like, como yeah. si nada? Yeah, yeah. I was invited to an event recently. Okay. It was at a club. I, uh -huh. and, and, you know, I, I, no. I would DJ clubs all the time. Yeah. Right? And uh, said, my friend said, oh, we're going to get there at, at 11. And I'm like, 11? Bro. <laughs> bro. I'm out. I, I, I showed up at 11. I was gone by midnight. I'm surprised <laughs> you lasted that long. Literally, sometimes I'll say, all right, all right, I'm ready to go. Because I like salsa dancing a lot lately. And, you know, I go to like La Descarga or something. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. all right, we're going to get there at 11. I have flaked every time. <laughs> Every time, because at 9.30, I'm like, ah, you know what? I just, 
I sat on the couch. I'm watching yeah. Succession. I just, <laughs> you know, and I like having dinner at 6.30. Yeah. So at 7.30, I'm like, whew. That, that's, that means we're going to be done at like 9, huh? <laughs> I know you're a big, you love salsa dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know you're into yoga as well. Yeah. Right? Um, is this something that you picked up more so after the pandemic or you've always been into it yoga was before the pandemic so i was taking a lot of yoga and i do sculpt i like high intensity mm. hot yoga with like really good music and um there was a hiatus that i had from grownish over the summer um, i'll tell you this story off camera i'm not ready to tell it on camera yet but i ended up um having nothing to do and i was like I had two months off, just two months, and then we were going to go back to Gronish. I said, all right. They were offering teacher training at my yoga class, and for some reason, I was like, I feel like I should do this. Yeah. So I entered the program, and I became a yoga sculpt teacher. Now, I finished around the time that I started filming Gronish, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do all these classes and not teach. So I worked on Gronish Monday through Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, I would teach yoga. Wow. Yoga sculpt at the studio. I was so tired, but I had so much fun and I did it up until COVID happened. I remember I was teaching um, at the studio and then the mayor made the announcement about everything shutting down by eight o'clock that night. And one of the teachers couldn't make it. And I was like, I'll substitute the class. Let's have a party. And that was it. And then I, I taught a little bit during um, the shutdown mm -hmm. on Instagram live. I didn't know it was going to kick off as much as it did. I was going to do it just for fun to make sure I worked out. And then people are like tuning in like crazy and messaging me the, the, the way their body changed. I was like, what? So I did it for as long as I could, but I got tired. It was like yeah. three times a week. Um, and I needed, I was like, listen, I have a lot more drinking to do at 10 a.m. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break here. It's, 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 it becomes a job at yeah. that point. And that's what it, it felt like a job. And it was fun. I loved seeing everyone's results, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I just I just needed a break because I was talking and working out at the same yeah. time. I got really, really, really skinny and I was happy, but not because it was too much. And yeah. I wasn't feeding myself and I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do to take advantage of that time. Because I had um, shut myself out for two months um, prior to COVID after I had my kidney surgery. Mm. And I remember after I left those two months, I, like, I thought back on it and I said, no, no aproveche. I was depressed. I was pissed. I felt like I was missing out on life. And all I did was mope around for two months instead of picking up an activity or reading or watching movies. I was just depressed. So when COVID happened, I was like, all right, well, I'm not missing out on anything. Everyone has to stop. So I'm going to take advantage and I'm going to do the things that I didn't do back then. So aproveche. Um, and so teaching just didn't allow me to do all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I stopped and then it was all good. Kidney surgery, is that a quick recovery? No. 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 It took me about, I want to say a little over a year to feel like myself oh, again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and your body's adjusting. Like, uh, you know, thankfully, I'm, I'm better about going to the bathroom because you have to pee all the time. But at first, and I had booked Gronish right after that surgery. I started working on it two months after. Um, so, and I didn't tell anyone. So all they knew is Francia always has to pee. I always has to pee. Aren't you a grown woman? I remember them making fun of me, making jokes like at cut or do you have to go to the bathroom? And I'm like, yeah. And then when the news came out, I'm like, you feel bad now? 
<laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> what was that? I'm a hero? Okay. All of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's very um, admirable of, Thank you. of you. And um, man, if, if it would have happened to me, like I would have told everyone, everyone from the get, like, you know, maybe not fully, but like, yo, I just had surgery. Like, leave me alone. That wasn't the case, right? No, you know what? I didn't want it to, um, I didn't want anyone to feel bad for me. I didn't want anyone to treat me like an angel. And I also didn't want it, I didn't want that to get me the job. Mm. So my very first audition two weeks after surgery was Gronish. And I put on a face. Two weeks after? Two weeks after. I couldn't walk. It was in, I was in so much pain. Wow. But as soon as I walked in that room, I was like, what's up? Yeah, I guess at that point I'm lying, <laughs> but I was like, I'm putting on this character and um, I wanted to know that I earned the part and it wasn't like, oh, she gave a kidney. And I don't think it would have, but I just didn't want any sort of incentive in there. Mm -hmm. And so when I got the part, I was like, all right, now we can tell people. And um, the casting directors did know only because I couldn't open the door after my initial audition. It was really heavy. And you realize how much core you actually use when you don't have your core. And so I, I said, oh, I, I gave it to, to my sister. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. And so after I booked it, I remember Kenya came up to me. He was like, you gave a kidney? I was like, oh, yeah, that part. They were like, he said, they didn't tell me till after the fact. That's so admirable, blah, 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 whatever. And then when the news was about to come out, I was like, yeah, so I lied. Um, I don't want you guys to think I'm a liar, but like the circumstances. And uh, yeah, it was, all, it was all good. It was fine. And they were very protective of me because I wasn't used to being in the media that much. And I was like, can I just work? And where's the paparazzi? I don't yeah. want this. <laughs> yeah. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm healthy. Um, it really forced me to be a lot healthier and I'm a lot more conscious in my mind. I think also age made me a lot more healthier because mm. food just doesn't sit the same anymore. <laughs> and yeah, I took one of those allergy tests and it says I have a slight sensitivity to chicken. I'm like, that's rude. Desde cuando? Do you still eat chicken or no? Yeah, but I'm trying to, so the key to it, I guess, I did that really well, is yeah. like to cancel stuff out and then slowly introduce it back in. I've still been eating it, but I'm trying to eat less of it. Mm. Yeah, but and that's one thing out of many that I found out. But health-wise, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great. We talk about health and, and food sensitivities and allergies with, with the team here all the time. I'm oh. going to take my test on Thursday, tomorrow. The same one? The food sensitivity. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Because I have like... I get, I get this, these weird like allergies. I have asthma too. I okay. feel like, I feel like hopefully that's going to help me too. help me with my yeah. asthma. I've learned that that food, it plays a big part in your body's health. I mean, that whole eat right for your blood type thing. I believe in that, although I don't follow it. Apparently I'm supposed to be vegetarian. I'm also Mexican. I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's you tough. Know? It's, it's tough. tough. So we got to just find balance. Yeah. Balance. You know, I, I went to my mom's house yesterday. I had a a taquito de chicharrón. Just one. Oh, just one. You balance, know, it's, balance. It's, uh, it's all in the portions. Oh, I stopped eating pork. That's one thing. I did stop. Chicharrón, wow. Mm. I remember those days. So good. So good. So good. So good. But I stopped. Uh, I want to go into you. Obviously, I've talked about how you've been in, in the game. Yeah. Growing up, were you looking at, at someone that you looked at as, 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 a, as a role model, as a hero, as, as an inspiration? Um, I would say Jennifer Lopez was a big one because of my dance background. Um, Salma Hayek as well. I've been referencing her a lot. Um, but 
there wasn't a lot for us, you know, growing up. I think it was really when I saw Selena, the movie, mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. Because it was the first time I saw Latina. I remember going to the movie theater on the big screen. Um, and I remember my first time also seeing another Latina was Salma Hayek and Wild Wild West. And I was like, all right, we can do this. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Catherine Zeta-Jones wasn't Latina because when I saw Zora, I was like, I look like her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, that really inspired me. And then, you know, when Jennifer got the Vanguard Award, I think it was at MTV, and she said that people told her she has to pick one lane, acting, singing, you can't do both. And she was like, well, why not? So simple. And that changed my whole perspective. That's true. Why not? So you're going to start singing. No, I didn't say that. Me. I didn't say that. A new album's dropping. Te calmas? A rap, a rap album? O te calmo. <laughs> <laughs> no. would, you, would you go into, I mean, is singing no. a thing? Or Here's is the that... thing. Let me just tell you some of my friends. Oh, Chloe and Hallie, Jordan Sparks, Amber Riley. I'm not singing. I'm going to shut the hell up. <laughs> I will dance my ass off anywhere, anytime. Yeah. But having friends, and there's more that yeah. I haven't even mentioned, I'm like, mejor callada. Yeah. Yeah, and I ain't singing. Becky, I'm friends with, like, no. Mm -mm. Oh, I love Becky. I love Becky. I knew her when she was like, I think she was like nine years old. It was so funny. I um, went to a dance studio where she was at, and the owner, I mean, every time she had anyone that was on TV come, they were like, oh, you got to perform. And I remember Becky, she had Becky perform for me, and I think she sang Como La Flor. Oh, that's so cute. And I remember looking at Becky, I was like, you're going to be a big star one day. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to make it. She goes, oh, thank you. You know, I really want to sing. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not kidding. Like, you're going to blow up. And so when I saw her first single, or Mayores, actually, I was like, I called it. Should have been a rep, yeah. but it's fine. Oh, that, that, we, we, she was on the show, and we talked about Mayores and how, she said how that, that song, Becky G, we're yeah. talking about Becky G, how that song completely, you know, changed, her, changed life. her life. Yeah, it did. And I still listen to it to this day. It's, it's so good. such a banger. Yeah. But the first time I heard her say stuff like that, a mí me gustan más grandes. I was like, hey, excuse oh, me, what? Oye, calmada, you're nine. I saw her recently and I was like, how old are you though? Wait, you're nine years old to me still. <laughs> what's what's all this sexy stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's definitely growing up. Man. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, I love I love her. Um, speaking about music, is there is there an artist or artist mm -hmm. that that you listen to on the way to auditions or on the way to that are special to you on the way to to you know shoot a scene? You know what? It depends on my mood. And what the scene is, I have a lot of artists. If I really want to get amped up, I'll be honest, I listen to a lot of bachata and I listen to a lot of reggaeton now. I love Carol G. Love Carol G. Um, I love Aventura. Um, Romeo's voice, I'm just like, ooh. I know you're a big fan of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Um, but it just depends on my mood and what the role is. If it's a more dramatic role, then I'm listening to a lot more chill music. But an artist that like, just gets me going. I can't pinpoint anyone. Like right now, I'm obsessed with um, Ed Sheeran's song that I didn't like at first. Not Shivers, the other one. Um, Bad Habits. Mm, that yep. just gets me going. Yeah. Um, during COVID, when we were in the shutdown, for some reason, that Pia Mia song was the best. Do it again. <laughs> when that beat dropped, I was like, oh, it got me through whole COVID. I listen to it every day on repeat. I don't know why. Let's do it again. Yeah. Or I'm like, sometimes I'll listen. Yeah. yeah. That, that one. Let's do it again. Have you heard the, the J-Boog? version no oh yeah Wait, he did that 
J-Boog, so before Pia Mia, J-Boog wrote that song. No way. Do it again. It's amazing. Oh, you're so, going to have to show me when we're done. So while I was in Hawaii. <laughs> Miralo found a way to bring it up again. Miralo. You know, that song was on repeat. The J-Boog, Do really? It Again. Yeah, I love that song. It's like a cool, like. Uh, you oh, know, that's crazy that I just mentioned that. Yeah. Wow. I love, 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 love that song. I'm going to have to hear that version. Yeah, J-Boog. Uh, let's do it again. Yeah. 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 Let's do it again. You know, artists I do admire though is Doja Cat. Doja Cat is one of the most versatile artists ever of this generation. She's so good. So, so good. I went in a dark hole one day and I was just watching all her music videos, knowing that she created all of that in her mind. Amazing. And the way she even learned music through Pro Tools. Oh my God. What a artist. Like she's an artist to me. Yeah. Yeah. She can rap. She can sing. She can do it all. She can do. And she does a great, she could do like hard hip-hop rap songs and she can like flip it and do like a pop song and she can dance her ass off yeah i didn't know i think she, i read that she was i went in a dark hole she was in a pop locking group before a she, pop locking crew I, I'm, I'm, yep i'm pretty sure it was yeah or break dancing One break dancing yeah, yeah 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 so i'm yeah i'm pretty i don't I, know she I, was I, dancing like that oh yeah she can dance yeah i went in a dark hole it was like 2 a.m it was one of the nights i couldn't sleep <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny how like you're like how did i end two nights ago I'm watching a video of how to survive a wild boar attack. <laughs> and then as I'm watching this thing, I'm like, how did I end up here? You don't even, I mean, it could be helpful one day. I, I've gone through my dark holes too. Last night, no, what did I do? No, last night was pretty helpful. I was reading about whiskey. Whiskey? Yeah. I have a I have a love for old fashions. I was like, I want to learn more about this. So I went on a dark hole about whiskey. And now I'm trying to understand all these barrels. I love it. So if you ever get attacked by a wild boar, you yes. Got, the do key I do? is to stay on your feet. No, stay don't on move? your feet. Stay on your feet. Like if it drops you, you got to get back up and you got to you know move around. Oh, you, that's if it actually attacks you. If it actually how do you avoid you? being attacked? Is the well, question. You just, you Why just, are you looking <laughs> at it? <laughs> You run. You run. It literally says, step one, run. run. <laughs> How did you end up on a... I don't know. All right. Yeah. Speaking of the Were internet... Were you high? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I was not. I was not. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those, like, you know, one thing leads you to it, yeah. and then you end up at, like... How to survive a wild boar attack. I mean, I've done that too. Um, speaking of, of, of the internet, social media, uh, you have millions of followers uh -huh. now. Uh, do you feel the, uh, is there a pressure that comes with Oh my with God, that? yes, every day. I hate posting. <laughs> How so? I mean, you know what? It's just so easy to get backlash for things that I just don't want to do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, just cause I'm a lot more self-conscious now, but you know what? I grew up in a generation that's different and I'm still, I'm unlearning as well. So, um, and then you got to keep like the whole algorithm thing. And then there are things that I want to post, but I don't know if I can, because I don't, I'm like, is this offensive or is it not? Like, I thought, I think it's funny. And yeah. then I'm, I go through a dark hole. Yeah. I really do. Like, so I, I do feel pressure, but it's been a lot more fun for me lately. I think, um, I actually read a book about uh, social media to kind of have ease my mind a bit and i started paying attention to what i like looking at and i just started being myself and i just stopped caring um obviously i do to a degree but i i stopped being so self-conscious about the aesthetic and the colors and the 
filtering and I don't really edit any of my photos. I'm just like, here you go. This is my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget the tones and the, yeah, because yeah. that was a thing for a while. Like, yeah, the your, color scheme yeah. and everything was a thing. And I was like, this is this is a lot of work and it's not my job. I, this isn't what I, I'm doing this for fun and because I do like interacting with fans and I love reading their comments, um, the good ones. Some of you that are mean. That's all I have to say. Les dijiste todo con, con mean, eso. With, that, with the eye. Yeah, That's yeah, with all that you look. need to know. You said it all. Yeah, if you've ever been with a Latina, that eye's not good. Yeah, yeah, just don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'll walk out of this room right now. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there a special message that you want to, to, to give through your social media? Or is it just like, hey, I'm just having fun? You know, I, one of my friends told me recently that she could see my confidence. It grew out of nowhere. It was like kind of an overnight thing that happened. And I just want to show more of that. Like being myself, I've got to be honest with you. When Chloe started posting more of herself and the woman that she is, it gave me a lot more confidence to do it. I was so scared to do it before. Um, I was just so worried about the image, especially because I'm Latina. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to fit into any type of stereotype because I am self-conscious now. But, you know, women's bodies are beautiful and I'm 33 and I look amazing. I work hard, too. So, yeah, I'm going to flaunt it before I'm 85 and yeah. I still look amazing. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah. I will. God damn it. Yes. You will. She just gave me that look. Yes. No, you will. You will. I'm going to be on, um, on that Rita Moreno diet or whatever she does. She looks great. Yeah. J-Lo is what? In her 52. 50s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the track I'm on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they did, but we're, we're, we're following it. You got you to hit her up for the, the receta. Oh, yeah. I'm try I can't meet J-Lo. I don't know what I'd do. I've had my opportunities and I cry and run away. You haven't met J-Lo yet, you said. Mm -mm. And we have the same acting teacher. But you will. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm just so nervous and shy and, you know, they always say don't meet your heroes, but we'll see. She's a good one. Oh, good. I'm glad. I've yeah. heard great things. I've heard great things. Yeah. But I, I, I had an opportunity one time. I was 21. I was 21 at Disney lot. And I remember walking out of a general meeting and there was a woman walking in front of me next to another tiny little woman. And this woman was in a blue dress and patent leather Louboutins. And um, she was like swaying her hips. And I was like, wow, she's pretty from the back. And then she stopped by the doorway and turned around to get something from her bag. And it was Jennifer. And I literally went. And she goes, hi. And I went, hi. And I ran away. <laughs> I ran away. Oh, yeah. There was no one there. It was literally me, Jennifer, and whatever rep she had. And I'm like, and I ran. I cried. I hid behind a tree. And I looked to watch her get in the car. Yeah. Why did I do that? And I haven't seen her since. Yeah, she's probably dodging you after that. She was like, she was a little yes, weird. Yes, I mean, yeah, I have my opportunity right there. <laughs> the first time I met her, uh, she came to the radio station and played one of her songs. Uh-huh. And she sat right in front of me. I'm like maybe even closer than I am to you right now. And she's playing the song and she's just kind of looking around the room. But because I'm in front of her, she just kept looking at me. Like she's just like, yeah, right. Do you, like, do you like it? She's telling me with her yeah. eyes, right? And I'm just like nodding the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh yeah no she's there's a reason i said she's one of the good ones i, I mean that in with the utmost respect because you know sometimes i have met people that i looked up to and yeah. you know celebrities and you know you're a little disappointed yeah. you know um I, I think i think jennifer is is uh is a different story i think she's awesome oh that's and amazing when you get to, to meet her again and connect but see now it's going to be at a greater scale yeah now it's going to be different Hopefully. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who you are. I'm don't like, choke. It's okay. It's okay. Don't choke. No, I won't choke this time. I won't choke. This, I hope. So now uh, we're going to go into rapid fire with Francia. Adios. Are you ready? I don't know. Hit me. I think you are. Favorite Spanish word? Puta. <laughs> <laughs> That's thanks to my dad. <laughs> he, he taught me that word. <laughs> That's what they always say. Judges, do do we accept that? <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. ding ding. Salsa or merengue? I think we're, I know where this is Salsa. going. Salsa. Favorite piece of tech that you use on a tech? daily basis? It could be your phone, your laptop, an iPad. Um. Someone said an air fryer recently. Oh my god, an air fryer is the best thing in the world. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the air fryer. And a Roomba? Ooh. Roomba, shout out to, yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out to that's when you know you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I just saw this other air fryer, it's like $400, but like, you don't have to put any time, you just say it's salmon, and it'll cook it perfect. I'll send you the link. Please. <laughs> I love, I love my air fryer. Oh, so. it's, they're the best. Best song to play at a party. Ooh. At a party that ends before 9 p.m. Bidi bidi bam bam. Everyone knows it. Everyone. Greatest rapper of all time. Damn. Mm. That was a hard one. Hang on. Don't, don't, don't. I know it's rapid fire, but like, let me just. Take your time. Who was I just listening to? Of all time? I mean, I grew, my family told me that I used to be obsessed with Coolio. Coolio? When I was younger. Apparently, I didn't remember that. I, I, I listened to Dr. Dre a lot growing up. I would say probably I have, Tupac. Tupac. Tupac, yeah. I, no. The thing with rap music is I like to shake my ass. So There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like to shake my ass. So if I can shake my ass, I love you. But lyric-wise... So juvenile. Actually, I like it. Yeah. You know what? J. Cole is dope. J. Cole is I dope. I love J. Cole. And Wale, I also really appreciate. I also have a, like, a different love for him because he was my Dr. Phil one time. So I, I, and I started listening to his music a lot more after that. Respect to him. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll take all of those. Yeah. Best singer of all time. Of all time? I mean, Whitney Houston. Mm. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Whitney Houston, I'll s final answer. Best show on Hulu right now. How I Met Your Father. <laughs> Lastly, what's a nickname of yours that no one really knows about? My mom used to call me Flacca. Flacca. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange is the New Black. I was like, damn, I should have auditioned for that. <laughs> Flacca. Shout out to Jackie Cruz. Yeah, that no one knows about. Yeah, Flacca. Um, a lot of people are... Hillary calls me Frank. That's the new nickname now. Frank. Frank. Mm -hmm, on How I Met Your Father. Sounds fancy. Yeah. And then my other castmate calls me Frasia because I signed up for Raya while we were filming. And uh, the N was missing 
for like a day. So I was Frasier for a day on Raya. Well, Frank, I want to thank you for coming. <gasps> thank you. That was fast. That was an hour. Oh, wow. See? Well, <laughs> I was told 90 minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much, Francia. Uh, I have so much respect and love for you. Uh, this is your home anytime. Thank you so much. Please. Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm still thinking about the yeah. best singer of all time. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. She's great. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry about that squirrel moment. Um, I was just thinking about all that. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. So we've actually known each other a really, really long time. Oh. Back when you were in power. Yeah. Yeah. And look at you now. Yeah. Thank Mirano. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 15 years of power. Wow. I started when I was 18 years old. Do you miss that life? No. I graduated. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a great way of looking at it, and that's how I see my life now. You know, I was doing Gronish for four years, graduated this last season, and now I'm graduating in life. So I see it as like a serendipitous full circle moment that's happening. So happy graduation. Thank you. Happy graduation to thank you. Thank you. Mm. Francia Raisa, thank you so much, and thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.